Grace and peace and welcome to the Empowered Living Podcast with Evangelist Robin Sherrod. I am so glad that you have decided to join us here on today because we do have a word for you from the Lord. I pray that you are doing well. If you are having some struggles, if you're having some challenges, I want you to know that God sees all and that he has his loving arms wrapped around you. He has you listening to this podcast for a reason. I want you to know that I am connecting with you in faith, believing God for the best for your life, believing God that whatever the situation is that you are facing, that he will turn it around for your good, that no matter what it seems like right now, that God in his glory and in his power and in the blood of Jesus can step into any situation and turn it from death to life. So we thank God for you again, being a part of our broadcast. Listen, we're getting ready to go into a series and our series is entitled Breaking Free and Staying Free from Strongholds. Breaking Free and Staying Free from Strongholds. Have you ever found yourself stuck in a negative cycle? Do you find your life being sometimes in an endless tailspin, kind of going around and around the same, like hamster wheel, keep dealing with the same issue, the same cycle comes back around. It's just a different situation. It may be different people, places, or things, but that theme of it still keeps surfacing. Are you constantly trying to find freedom in a certain area of your life? And it seems like the freedom, it comes maybe, but it's only short-lived or your, your, the freedom is not coming at all. Is this struggle real to you? Is this struggle something that, again, that you continuously seem to battle? People may not even know the battle that you are facing, but you know what it is and you try your best. You pray, you ask God, Lord, help me to understand what this is. And that's why God has brought you to the podcast today because he wants you to understand and know that what you're dealing with is a stronghold. Are there patterns of thinking that are writing negative messages in your mind that keeps repeating themselves over and over and over again? God wants you and I free. The Bible says, who the sun sets free as free indeed. And when he frees us, it is just not for us. It is so that our seed can also be set free. It is so that your children can be set free. It is so that your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren can be free. And for those of you that do not have any children, it is not only for a, a natural birth, but it's also for spiritual birthing. It is so that you can be free because of the people that God has brought into your life. There are a set of people that God have brought into your life that you are going to touch that I may never touch. But because you are free and you are free indeed, you see the fruit of it, right? The Bible speaks about the fruit. 
It talks about that good fruit and how that good fruit will bear more fruit. And in bearing that fruit, that the fruit shall remain. That's what we want. We want our fruit of our life. We want the fruit of the anointing. We want the fruit of the gifting and the calling of God on our life to be something that is perpetual. We want it to continuously to flow in and through and out of our life. And that is also God's plan for your life. So therefore, it is very important that we do the work. You see, we can go and we can shout and we can run around and we can you know, name it and claim it all day long. But if we don't do the work, come on here, somebody, we're going to find ourselves still back in the same place that we were. And God doesn't want that for you. And God doesn't want that for me. And God knows we don't want that for each other. So again, we're going to be looking at breaking free and staying free. Some of the topics that we are going to be looking at. First of all, we're going to define and identify what is a stronghold. Define and identify what is a stronghold. What exactly are we dealing with? I spoke about it just briefly, but we're going to get into it a little bit more. We're going to unpack that a little bit more. Then we're going to look at illogical and logical strongholds. Illogical and logical strongholds. Is there such a thing and what characteristics does each one of them have? We're going to look at weapons to demolish mental strongholds, weapons to demolish mental strongholds. We know where the enemy will come in. It is in our minds and we want to demolish those mental strongholds. So we're not just going to only define and identify a stronghold, but how do we utilize the weapons that God has given us to demolish these strongholds? And then we're going to look at bringing every thought into captivity. Now, that's some work there. Bringing every thought into captivity so that in turn, that we can not only break free, but we can do what? We can stay free from those strongholds. So let us go ahead and get to the foundation scripture. Get your Bibles, get your tablets, get your iPads, get your notes, because what I am encouraging you to do is to write down these scriptures and go back and I would like for you to study them on your own. Go through these scriptures and study them on your own. And then allow God, ask God to give you the revelation for this word. Give you the rhema for your life as it relates to this word. Another um, practice that I employ is that I'll journal. I will journal. Now, journaling for some, they feel that it has to be a manuscript type of journaling. And for some, that's fine. But for others, if your journaling could be bullet points. Your journaling could be words that stick out to you. But in that journaling, ask this pertinent question of God, Lord, what do you want to say to me about this? That's the one sentence. How do I start? Ask the question, Lord, what do you want to say to me about this? And what is this? This is this lesson, this topic that we're talking about. Ask him for the next uh, couple of times as we go through this series, as you're able to listen to it. Lord, what is it that you want to say to me about this? And 
Trust me, believe me, don't only believe me, but trust God more so than anything. And he will show up for you. So second Corinthians chapter 10, verse four, it says here for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's the foundation scripture, second Corinthians 10 and four. I would also like to give you some supporting scriptures. These are scriptures that we are going to go through during the series. However, I want to give them to you up front so you can have an opportunity to read them, to meditate on them, and allow the Lord to speak to you about these verses. We're going back 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 5, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, Luke chapter 3, verse 16, 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, and 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 38 through 40. Again, these are just supporting scriptures as we build on this text and on this lesson. So first, we're going to build the foundation and our case by exploring a little bit deeper, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. When you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, hopefully you have it up and you're able to see it and view it. I want you to see something about God, how strategic he is. You see, God gives us his strategy up front. God gives us his strategy right up front. He doesn't focus in on the stronghold. He tells us what we're going to do with the stronghold at the end, but he gives us the strategy up front. And having the strategy up front is so important because it gives you a level of confidence that you did not have before. It lets you know that I have everything that I need. Come on now. Everything that I need to be victorious in this situation, regardless of what it's looking like for me at this time. I want you to think about those of you that were in the military, those of you that are maybe currently in the military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, or any other service that I may have omitted. Um, I want to um, give you a visual to think about this. When you would go out to your uh, field exercises, or you would go out to your tactical uh, operations, you didn't go out there with just a uniform on. You went out there, not only with the uniform, but you had on armor. You had on armor, you had on your weapons because you were going into a tactical environment. You were going into a situation that you would normally not go into. You were leaving your garrison, if you will, to go out into a tactical situation. And you went there with your weapons because you understood that when I step in here, I'm going in here with my power and I'm going in here with my authority. Those of you that say, for instance, a doctor, a doctor does not enter the operating room without his or her weapons. What do I mean? 
When a doctor enters into the room, the room is set up for the surgery to begin. You have the instruments there for the surgery to happen. It's just not any nilly willy instruments. It's instruments that is pertinent to the patient who is going to be operated on. The doctor comes in and he begins to perform this surgery. Why? Because he has the weapons that he needs. God is saying the same thing as it is relating to us, that when he sends us into a space, when he sends us into a place, when he sends us to occupy, he sends us in there with weapons. I want you to go to the walls of Jericho, if you will, with me over uh, in the book of Joshua. When you go to the walls of Jericho and you see God had given them weapons. Now the weapons that he had given them were not the weapons that you would historically would naturally think when someone is going to go tear down the wall that they would normally have. He gave them a special weapon. And I know if you don't know what that weapon is, I want you to go find it out and be ready for us the next time. But God gave them a weapon. So what am I saying is that the weapons that God gives us, just like a nurse, when she goes in to see her patients, she has her weapons, if you will, with her. She has her chart. She has um, the, the items that she needs. She has the medication. She has the maybe the blood pressure cup or whatever it is that she needs when she goes into that room so that she can be effective because she has entered the room ready for the patient. And it's the same thing. When we enter the room, you got to enter the room, somebody. When you enter the room and dealing with strongholds, you have to know the weapons that you have that God has already given you. You can't be dealing with a stronghold trying to figure out what weapons is available to you. You've got to know. That's why the word of God says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So let's look at the word weapons. We're going to look at the Greek in some of these, uh, the verses, the first verse that we're dealing with, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Let's look at the weapons. Now in the Greek, this word, I'm going to spell it for you because I want to make sure that you get it down correctly, is H-O-P-L-A, hopla, H-O-P-L-A, also derived from H-O-P-L-O-N, hoplon. Okay. H-O-P-L-N. This word, when it says weapons, I want you to write, if you can circle it in your Bible, underline it, maybe off to the side in the margin, I want you to write these words. It is armor. It is armor. It is used and according to Ephesians chapter six, verses 14 through 18 to depict the whole armor of God. Hmm that belongs to every believer. So when we look at this word weapons, when we look at the word weapons, you're trying to figure out what kind of weapons is Paul speaking about? Go over to Ephesians chapter six, verses 14 through 18, and it gives you the weapons. But there are other weapons also that God has given us. And I want you to write down a few of those as you're listening to the podcast. What are some of the weapons that God has already given you? I'm going to give you a moment to think about that and write that down. Prayer, praise, intercession, fasting, decreeing and declaring. His word, of course. Talked about the praise, of course. Right? 
All these things are things that God has already given us. And more so than anything, the most powerful of them all is the Holy Spirit. He has given us the Holy Spirit that rests, rule, and abides. He has given us Jesus. He has given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us his word. He's given us his prophets. He's given us the fivefold ministry gifts. He's given all these as weapons as the word comes to us to give us uh, increase our faith because it says faith come by hearing. And what is it? Hearing the word of God. All these faith is a weapon. Your faith is a weapon. That's why the enemy does not want you to exercise your faith. So all these things, I want you to write those things down, but we're talking about the weapons and it speaks about our warfare. Now, when we talk about the warfare, let me go back up here to the weapons really quick. I want to give you some more scriptures. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse seven, second Corinthians chapter six, verse seven, it says in the word of truth, we know God's word is truth and the power of God. We know God is powerful by the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and the left. Do you know that we have weapons of righteousness? When we walk upright with God, it gives us access to some arsenal, some additional arsenal. I want you to think about this, right? When you are in a battle, right? You have access to certain weapons, but there are certain weapons that are the, 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 the top of the line weapons that you have never even experienced, never even had access to. So when we exercise the weapons that God has already given us through praise, through, 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 uh, uh, fasting, through worship, through his word, through the whole armor of God, there are these extra weapons that he gives us these weapons that, you know, we walk with them all the time, but sometimes we don't even realize we have them. The weapons, the weapons of righteousness, the weapons of his grace, not only grace, but more grace, grace sufficient enough, you know? those areas in our life that he is giving us the weapons that we can fight and stand fast against these strongholds. Psalms 149 and six says, let the high praises of God be in thy mouth. We talked about that, the high praises of God, not a muddled praise, but a high praise of God and a two-edged sword in your hand. So if you have the high praises of God coming out of your mouth, when the praises go up, the blessings come down and then you got the two-edged sword which we know is the word of god in your hand who can stand against thee hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says for the word of god is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing as far as a division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrows and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Do you know that the word of God that we have, it is powerful. It is powerful. It will cut beyond anything that there is. If there's anything that the world says that cannot be cut, the word of God will cut it. Some additional scriptures about our warfare I want to give you. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse three, first Peter chapter five, verses eight through nine, James chapter four, verse seven, John 10, 10 and Galatians chapter one, 13 through 14. And then it says about the type of weapons. It says that our weapons of warfare are not what they're not carnal. If you look at second Corinthians 10 and you go up to the third chapter, um, 
I mean, the third verse, excuse me, it begins to talk about and say about the flesh, right? It talks about and says about the flesh. And it says what about that flesh? It tells us, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So when we look at the word carnal, we're talking about a fleshly nature, whatever is derived from the flesh, natural or material. Do you know this word carnal is in the Bible over 100 times? There's 100 verses on this word carnality. So it lets you know that it is something that's very prevalent. And when you're dealing with a stronghold, Oftentimes the manifestation of that stronghold is flesh. You will see it in a fleshly manner, right? Because you see it a manifestation of it, but understand more so than anything that it is a spiritual matter. It is a spiritual matter and it must be dealt with in a spiritual way. Then it speaks about the mightiness. It says mighty, right? So the word mighty, when we look at it from the Greek, this word is called dunamis. D-U-N-A-M-I-S. This is the power, the type of power that he's talking about, about the mighty weapons that we have. These are explosive pictures. This is superhuman power. So when we talk about this mighty, this word mighty, it's not just a natural power. It is a superhuman power that comes with enormous energy and produces phenomenal, extraordinary and unparalleled results. It is used to depict the full might and power of an advancing army. So I want you to think the Bible says we want, we can jump over uh, troops and, and leap over walls. One can chase a thousand, 10 can chase 10,000. So I want you to see in your mind uh, visually a mighty armor because it says our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty. So I want you to see and picture a mighty armor that is behind you, an advancing army that's with you to tear down these strongholds. And it says through God. Now, when we talk about the dunamis power of the mightiness of God, this is because of the Holy Spirit. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that ensues us. That's how we can have this superhuman power. It is not anything that we can do. We can't read a self-help book. I can't go get me some spiritual guru that's going to lay hands on me and give me this superhuman power. It comes only from God through the baptism, through the power of the Holy Spirit. God can use a man or a woman of God. God to lay hands on you, to transform an anointing on you. But when you have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, he has already given you that power. All we have to do is hold up and activate what God has already given us. And then it says through God, through God, when you talk about going through something, right, you're not on the outside of it. You're not over it. You're not under it. You're not on the other side of it. You are walking through. When Jesus, when the word of God over in Psalms 23, it said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? So when we walk through something, we're walking through the instrumentality of God. We're walking through a partnership with God. We're not walking in our own might and in our own power. We're walking in partnership with him. And it says continually. So therefore we must stay in 
God. We must stay on the path that God has for us because when we get outside of that path and we try to handle these strongholds, we're going to end up like the seven sons of Sceva where they they saying, Paul, I know, Jesus, I know, but who are you? So you want to be in through the through God to the pulling down. What does it mean to pull down something? Hear this word pulling down in the Greek means to take down. It means to dismantle. It means if sometimes it even means bit by bit, because you see when strongholds are erected in a person's life, right? The stronghold, and I'm going to speak about that uh, probably in the next session that we're together, but strongholds are not developed, you know, some strongholds they can develop, you know, like in, in, well, in a moment of time, right? That means the seed is sown, but strongholds, these things are patterns. These things take time. The enemy is very strategic and what he does. And these things can be, um, uh, ingrained in us in a very young age. And sometimes God, he will deliver us instantly. There are times when God will deliver us um, in, in one phase at a time, because he says what he says, his grace is sufficient for us because he's doing some work in us that needs to be done for his glory. But to pull down means to take down, to disassemble if needed bit by bit to demolish, to destroy, to dismantle, to throw down, to knock down, to break up, to pull apart, to take to pieces until nothing is left standing. It is used to picture pulling down the walls of a well-defended fortress. Isn't that something? Pulling down the walls of a well-defended fortress. So when the word of God tells us pulling down strongholds, we're just not speaking about pulling some down, you know, oh, let's take that down. No, he says here, we're talking about taking it down. We're talking about dismantling it so that it never is able to reform itself. We're talking about destroying it. We're talking about breaking free and staying free to throw down, to knock down, to dismantle, to pull up, to pull apart and to take the pieces. This particular scripture here is power packed. Second Corinthians 10 is power packed. It is power packed. And so that's what our goal was today on this podcast is to give you an introduction about breaking free and staying free from strongholds. And we looked at our foundation scripture, which is second Corinthians chapter 10 verses four through five. As we look at this, we talked about the weapons of our warfare, not being carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of the stronghold. I want you to think about the stronghold now. Now, what is a stronghold? The stronghold here is what is referred to as a fortress. It is a castle. It is a citadel. It pictures now in your mind a stronghold. It has walls that are fortified to keep outsiders on the outside. A stronghold is a dreadful prison. It's a prison that's constructed deep inside a fortress that was intended to prevent a hostage or a prisoner from escaping. It's a place of arrest, captivity, confinement, detention, imprisonment, or incarceration. Are you with me? Do you see how deeply ingrained a stronghold is? So a stronghold is a fortress. It is a fortress of lies 
that the enemy builds in our minds and in your emotions. It is a fortress of lies that the enemy builds in your mind and emotions. It's a place of arrest. It's a place of captivity. It's a place of confinement. It's a place of detention, imprisonment, or incarceration in your thinking that prevents you from experiencing all God has planned for your life. A stronghold is a fortress. It's a lie. It's a lie that the enemy builds in your mind and your emotions. He wants it entrenched in your soul. It's a place of arrest, captivity, confinement, detention, imprisonment, incarceration. I say it again, in our thinking, in your thinking that prevents you from experiencing all God has planned for your life. I want you to think about this. We said that the ears are the ear. The ears is our ear gate is what we hear. Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. The enemy wants you to have negative faith. (laughs) Isn't that something? Okay. It's a totally opposite, right? Negative faith. He wants you to have more faith in the negative that's coming your way and the negative that you see and the negative that's playing around in your mind over and over again. That's that cycle. That's that stronghold. And he wants you to have more faith in that than in your faith to be set free. But God had you to come here today so that you can see from one scripture, this, that's just one scripture, second Corinthians 10 and four, the weapons that he has given you so that you can come back and you can overcome the strongholds in your life. Hey, listen, I am out of time right now, um, but I'm going to come back with you. Come back, be a part of this series, breaking free and staying free from strongholds. The next lesson, we're going to talk about the tactics of how a stronghold is established in your life. We're going to look at, and we're going to dissect those areas as well. We're going to be talking about um, how the characteristics and how God is going to begin to destroy those strongholds in your life. So I want you to come with me in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray God for each and every listener. I pray, Father God, for every stronghold in their life to be dismantled, for it to be destroyed, for it to be captivated, for it to be thrown into the pits of hell so that it will not resurface and that, God, it will not affect their legacy in any form or fashion. I thank you, God, that the whom the Son set free as free indeed. And right now, God, under the sound of my voice, I decree and declare freedom for your people in the name of Jesus so that they will walk in their purpose. They will walk in their calling. They will walk in their divine anointing, that they will walk in their divine assignment, the assignment that you have given them. And we thank you and we serve notice on the enemy right now that he cannot have them in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, listen, God bless you. We look forward to hearing from you and being with you again. Listen, come back and hear the the continuation of this matter, breaking free and staying free from strongholds. We love you. Stay connected with us through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify, through Podbean. Go to YouTube and check out some of my videos there. Go to robinsherrod.com and send me your prayer requests. God bless you.